just through my experience of launching Inbound, you is, and I'll be honest with you, I nearly quit doing it six times and maybe seven times over the course of three or four months because I turned it into a bit of a beast and it didn't need to be. So my advice is start small. There's a launch pad, start small, get it out there, beta test it and build on it. Hi everyone, welcome to Inbound After Hours. Today we'll be discussing about launching online products and we've got Emily, which is our Digital 22 Marketing Coordinator on the call today. How are you doing, Emily? You okay? Not too bad, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks for joining. I'm in the office today uh, for a change. Kids are driving me crazy, so I thought I'll come in, lock myself in a room and uh, get out get out of the house for the day. So uh, how's working from home going? I'm, I'm really enjoying it, to be fair, although seeing the plants in the background, like, <laughs> I miss seeing so many plants around. Oh, tell me about it, I know, tell me about it. But we've got loads of value to add today. I've been looking forward to this. We've, um, we've been super busy on lockdown. Some things we've had in the pipeline for a couple of years now. And because we're busy day to day, we never got around to doing them. So since everyone's been at home and things have calmed down, we've been busy launching two of our products. One of them is inboundu.com, which is Inbound University, which is an online learning platform. And the second one is hubsprints.com. That is an e-commerce uh, service, uh, service platform, really. So we sell our services via e-commerce. Really, we worked hard as a team to get these live. We've done loads of stuff wrong. We've made loads of failures, but we've finally launched and done a really good job, I believe, Emily. So hopefully we can, uh, we can share some of this uh, wealth with the listeners today, if you agree. Yeah, absolutely. Should be good. Yeah. So just before we kick it off, our core value and our mission uh, is, is grow, learn and enjoy together. So everything we do from a product wise, we're always trying to tick, tick them forward. So let's let's uh, dig in emily what you know what is a product launch and so let's start right back at the basics what's a product launch okay so basically a product launch could be anything really it could just be an extension of what you already do um and adding a new angle to that or it could be something completely new so like hub sprints for example mm. is an example of things that we already do we're just offering it in a completely new way. Um, whereas Inbound University was completely fresh for us. We've never done that before. Um, we've offered workshops, but we're putting it in a different format now. So it can, can be absolutely anything that's adding extra value to the customers, really. I think that's a really important word you've used there, which is value. Again, that's, that's at the fundamentals and foundations of everything we do how can we add value to our listeners our viewers our prospects our clients and definitely with the inbound university it, tick, it does tick all them boxes which is a, it's a good shout where where do the ideas come from them emily and how how do we know if it's a good idea so i've launched loads of products over my 10 years working life which seems like a long time um <laughs> but honestly when you speak to like your employees they're communicating with people in the marketplace so ideas can come from there can come from your customers they might be asking you for something new mm. um can come from your competitors even they might be doing something that you're not yet doing and you might be able to take that idea implement it yourself and make it even better um 
So there's no real simple answer other than everywhere. Mm. I, I like the point you made there about if prospects or customers are asking the same question, it's giving them a solution to that problem, really. And I, I guess that's what we've done thinking about it with these two product launches. As, as you yeah. mentioned, we've, we've launched Hub Sprints. It's a service we do anyway. You can just buy it by e-commerce. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, like, when when you're looking at whether you've actually got a good idea or not, some of the mm. some of the questions that you should really be asking yourself to know whether it's good or not is has a customer expressed a need for this? So like we were getting asked lots for workshops. Mm. So we've put together a platform where they can either choose to do workshops, we'll still offer that, or they can get their own course and do it in their own time. Mm. So that's that's one way that we've done it. But other questions are like, is it going to provide value? Um, obviously, that key word that keeps mm. coming up. Yeah. Um, is there a gap in the marketplace for it? Mm. Um, have your employees kind of like identified a need for it? Um, mm. Like, there's no better source of information than than the people that are speaking to your customers, really, um, because they're going to be finding things out every single day they're going to be hearing what's going on out there in the world and you can then act on that and and really kind of help provide um something that is needed within the marketplace mm. another good thing you touched on there is it's kind of like repurposing so look at what you're doing internally so you mentioned we run workshops so our first product launch was inbound video fundamentals. We we run a workshop where um, eight to ten people, delegates, come in for a full day and we run this course. We've already got the course. We know how to run it. All we do is turn that into a video format, put it on a platform, and repurpose that content into a product. So it's just taking what we've already got. So a question for you guys listening is, what have you currently got in your business you can repurpose as well? So good shout on that one, Emily. Yeah. Okay, what, what, why, why do some product launches fail then? <laughs> Throwing in the deep end. <laughs> well, um, there, there could literally be loads of different reasons from like you've done the launch and you might just have positioned it badly to the market so they don't understand the value it's bringing to them. Um, but on the complete opposite end of it, your product launch might go really, really well. And then you've not got the kind of capacity to service that demand. Mm. Um, and ultimately that can be classified as a fail because then it's not helping your reputation. Um, another thing is that one person involved in the product launch, because normally there's a team of people um, and you get this whole group of people working together. But if each of those people has a different goal for what they want the outcome of this launch to be, then one person might be thinking it's, it's a success and the other people in the team might be thinking it's not a success. Um, and the other thing is customers might just not need it. It comes back to those questions about whether it's a good idea or not. Yeah, I'd like to add to that. Just just through my experience of launch, launching Inbound U is, and I'll be honest with you, I nearly quit doing it six times and maybe seven times over the course of three or four months because I turned it into a bit of a beast and it didn't need to be. 
So my advice is start small as a launch pad, start small, get it out there, beta test it and build on it. So if I could do this again, that's, uh, I took my own advice. That's one thing I've certainly learned. If, if you make this product too extravagant, you see, it makes it harder, a lot harder to launch. I'm not sure if you agree with that. <laughs> um, I do. It kind of comes back to, um, as you're launching a product and there's like all different stages of a launch. So you've got like where it's introduced to the market, then it kind of goes through the growth stage. Um, and it's okay to have a launch pad at that stage. Mm. Um, because all products then need to have like extensions added onto it. So that's the perfect opportunity to expand on this launch pad that you start with really. Yeah, just just for the listeners, we call a launch pad like we we launch um, sort of smaller websites, so it just gets it to market quicker. That's our our term when we use the word launch pad. It's building something quick; you can get to market uh, faster. So, yeah, I, w- I wish we'd have just, to ca- that. just to caveat that though. Yeah, um, yeah. A launch pad doesn't just mean that it's um, a really stripped back version. It's got your most impactful stuff straight away. So it's not that we don't launch a full thing <laughs> just to strip that version and and onto that as well the same as gdd web design and if you're using a product is create that huge wish list so even now we've launched these products we've got a wish list so we're iterating a month on month we're making these products better and we're adding to it so that's another another tip as well what what are the benefits emily of building a product for for the listeners companies or departments or I think when you touched on this right at the start, we're all about um, educating, sharing our knowledge with people. And like for us, especially these new products, um, we're using them to educate people to kind of build the trust of those people, especially for inbound you. Hmm. For Hub Sprints, it's offering what we do in a more... um, affordable way for all businesses and we're kind of expanding like our our audience if you will by doing that and for other businesses looking back to a previous role that I worked in with um we we did veterinary diabetic monitors for dogs (laughs) um but we launched a handheld version that was half the cost and owners could then use it themselves as opposed to then going and paying the huge vet fees so it's all like just making sure that you're it's it's giving your customers exactly what they need to make them effective in whatever they're trying to do and that that phrase is hard when you're not talking about specific industries but if your customer needs to do one thing then you're helping the customer do that one thing with the product. Good. Love it. Love it. And then back to the, the educational side as well. It's, it's, the, it's the inbound framework. If we can provide value again, as much value as possible to listen and the user, that's going to build authority. It's going to build trust. And eventually um, they'll come and buy more from you. So that, that's a big one. And another thing as well is, is lead gen absolutely we're getting people now sign up to our university course which is um 
which is great because we're, we're giving value, we're getting their details and we're offering more support and value. And we're taking them through that nurture sequence and eventually it'll be high paying customers. So legions also an important thing we've not got to forget. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what, uh, what challenges have we come up against? Let's think about the last three, three months and there's been a lot. So before the last three months, I'd say that time was maybe one of the yeah. biggest challenges and I guess it is for most businesses um, but really making sure that you position um, stuff well so that you are adding that value um, and finding the right value as well because as a business you can be very much this will provide value to the customers but will it actually um, that's like a caveat to the will it add value Will, will it actually, will, what will it help the customer to achieve? Um, so I guess from Digital 22 and the latest products that we've launched, turning a workshop into a video course, you've mentioned we had, we had the course already, we've kind of repurposed it, but that hasn't accounted for the fact that we've then had to script it. And you're effectively having to, do, do what was planned as a workshop, but with no one responding to any of your questions and kind of making sure that they can still do that. I don't know if you found that difficult, like when you were filming it. I, I did, and I've got some tips for the, for the listeners and the viewers. You mentioned scripting. I tried the autocue scripting, Emily, and I found it really robotic and difficult. So I tend to use a basically a slide deck on a, on autocue with a clicker, and I just talk as I'm presenting or public speaking, and this found it a lot more conversational. And I just broke it down and modulized it. It was difficult not getting a reaction from other people, but what I did to test this is I ran a, as you know, I ran what you call a beta test. So I sent it to our internal team. I think about 20 people took the course and gave me loads of feedback, which was good. At the time our, our business was that busy, I, I built the course end-to-end, -end, so I didn't have to bother anyone. So quite a few snags come back because it never went through QC, so that was invaluable. And then we've run a series of webinars, and at the end of the webinars, we've offered the listeners, look, if you're interested in testing this new product for free, give us a shout and we'll give you free access. So a, a handful of people did that as well and to be fair they ran through the course and give us some really good feedback so we updated the course before launch so that's that's a great tip thanks for um for mentioning that so if, if you're doing a product launch try and beta or beta test it any way you can yeah time <laughs> it, it is the biggest challenge but especially at the minute and I don't know when people are going to be listening to this. Um, <laughs> but, like, everyone's kind of pivoting and refocusing. Um, and I guess making sure that what you do now um, is still useful um, when everything returns to normal, <laughs> mm. if, if that makes sense. It does, yeah, um, it does. But kind of having, I guess, we kind of eliminated some of the challenges by making sure that we knew our story well enough. 
we knew the value of the product that we were offering and we knew exactly how we wanted it to be positioned. Um, and a lot of challenges probably come from not knowing that well enough. Um, mm. But we'd kind of written our own little story about the launches, so we knew that. Mm. No, good, good. Yeah, there's been, there's been, there's been a lot of learnings, um, especially at a time point of view, just to give you, give the listeners some indication, probably took a short of 300, 250, 300 hours to build that first course. We haven't done it before. We had to learn, drop a lot of plates, break a few things. And then now we've, what we've done to roll this out to the team. So we've got another six or seven courses to create. We've created a step-by-step framework on our learnings and we've got that down to hundred hours now. So we believe we can do our next course within hundred hours. So we've, we've learned a hell of a lot. Uh, and then this is distributed across different people as well. A big part of that's the editing time. I think 35 hours is down to editing, editing videos. So it's, it's a huge time saving, but it's like anything in life. You've got to make them mistakes and learn from them, I'm afraid. There's nowhere really online that I could get this framework from. Uh, so we had to learn the yeah. hard way. <laughs> you put a lot of hours into it. Yeah. That much. Um, and I guess like with Inbound You, Inbound You is the product itself, it's the service itself. Um, and we're gonna be continually adding to that with, with new courses, obviously this 100 hour kind of mm. um, time frame. So when you think about it, the fact that we launched it from when you'd finished making the course to putting it out there, we had about a two week time frame. Um, so really when you think about it, that doesn't seem like a lot for the 250 to 300 hours that you'd put in. Mm. Um, but for me, and it probably goes back right to the start, like a lot of people, when they think of a product launch, they think it's like, you know, you know, the Apple, product launches where they're like on stage and making these huge announcements it doesn't have to be like that um you can create a blog add it to your website navigation um send a few emails um put out some social posts and it doesn't take half as much time and isn't half half as extravagant as having someone stood on on stage like launching a new product and making a really big deal out of it I guess it comes back to finding your customers where they are and choosing your promotion methods when you're doing it. Yeah, so agree. Um, when you when you bring it up that way, the the simplest product launches are the white papers or the simple ebooks, one page ebooks, two page ebooks. Uh, yeah. So I totally agree with that. That you don't have to think three. It takes three hundred hours, and then you've got the middle grounds, the hub sprints. I think Ricky Ricky built the framework of that in a couple of days. Um, when I Shopify, took a template and then started uh, with the team, putting all the information on there, got it, got it launched as a launch pad. Then now we're evolving and, and building that up. So they were probably around about 20, 30 hours into that one. So that's the middle ground as well. So I'm glad, glad you touched on that. It doesn't have to be time consuming as I made it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just that though, because it depends on the product as well. Because like if you're, if you're a company that are, manufacturing something and launching it through like manufacturing you've got all the 
is the is the instruction manual right? Is the case in the right colours that you want it? Have you got all the boxing and the packaging and all that sort of stuff? Yeah. Is that how it's meant to be? So that all comes into it. And obviously it's going to vary by industry. Yeah. Um, and there's no real way other than past experience to be able to estimate that time frame that it's going to take you, if you will. Does that make sense? It does make sense. I'm trying to think now, how do we summarize that into a simple paragraph? So to launch a product, you've got to resolve a solution for your, for your prospects. You've got to add as much value as possible. Think about repurposing. Keep it simple for time, time point of view. And just, just test the market as well. Speak to the prospects, as you mentioned, and don't forget to beat, beat a test as well. That's so important. Yeah. Anything else, Emily, you can think of to add to that? Um, meet your customers where they are. Okay. So in terms of promotion, for example, you could spend hundreds of pounds advertising in a magazine. But if that's not where your customers are looking, <laughs> then that's, that's a waste, isn't it? Yeah. If your customers are ones to read their emails, then that's the perfectly reasonable way. Um, I guess keep your customers central would be the overarching point um, to all of this. If you keep your customers at the central point of a product launch, you're not going to go far wrong. Right. Lovely ending, there, Emily. I've enjoyed speaking to you. I'm looking forward to meeting you again face to face. It's been it's been a while. I know we, I know we work together on a daily basis, but it'd be great to see everyone. Hopefully, it shouldn't be too long. Uh, yep, so far, products, these product launches have been successful. I'm really interested to see how it's going to pan out over the next year once we start adding more and more products, more and more courses. And uh, again, if, if you guys are listening and you want to check them out, it's hubsprints.com or the learning portal is inboundu.com. Love to get your feedback on them. Uh, again, dig into the courses. We put so much, uh, so much value in them. Hope you find them as value as we did making them. So thank you, Emily. Uh, enjoyed that, and uh, hopefully see you in a couple of weeks. Yeah, indeed. See you soon. Okay. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.